Welcome to the Alpha Male Coach Podcast, the only podcast that teaches men the cognitive mastery and alpha mindset that it takes to become an influential and irresistible man of confidence. Here's your host, certified life coach and international man of mystery, Kevin Ayo. What's up, my brothers? Welcome back to the Alpha Male Coach Podcast. I am your host, Kevin Ayo, and I'm still in Ecuador, my friends. I'm planning on heading to the island of Aruba in a couple weeks, but there are still some things I want to experience here in Ecuador first. Last weekend, I went to the Cayambe Coco National Reserve Park for a short eight-kilometer hike between the two active volcanoes that are here in Quito. And it was a really amazing walk. However, I'm going to tell you guys right away, it was not an easy 8K. It was raining and the trail was steep and wet. So every two steps that I would take forward, I would slide back at least one. So you guys know this, right? This is the old adage. It's the whole two steps forward, one step back thing. And I was literally doing that for about eight kilometers up an active volcano. Now, along the way, I met several medicinal plants, several hummingbirds, a couple flycatchers, but the highlight of it all was an Andean bear. These things are really cool, brothers. They're 95% herbivores. They do eat meat sometimes, about 5% of the time. They're about the size of an American black bear, but they're friendly with humans. Like, they're actually pretty scared of humans. They're generally scared when they see us, they go the other direction. They're not aggressive. They don't attack humans. It was really cool to see that. They're actually rare. They're only found in the Andes and not an extinct species, not, some, not a species that's going extinct, but definitely one that is on the verge of no longer existing. They're coming back because of the national forests out here, the national parks. It was an amazing hike. I also was able to see some Ecuadorian wolf tracks and boar tracks that were pretty fresh. So they had come almost right before the hike. But in the end, I spent about 90 minutes soaking in the hot springs at the base of the volcano where all the water is naturally heated from the earth and coming up to fill the pools. Now, I'm a huge fan of water therapy, in case you guys didn't know that. You may know that from a previous podcast. I love hot tubs. I love baths. I even love to take long showers. I do some of my best thinking when I'm immersed in hot water. I visited bathhouses in Russia, Korea, Thailand, and Japan. And here at the base of this volcano, there were pools that had runoff from the top of the volcano, from the, from the snow and ice at the top of the volcano. And that water was icy cold, as well as the water coming up from the ground that was near boiling hot. So remember, I'm at 9,000 feet in Quito, and the National Reserve where the hike was is nearly 14,000 feet. So the water coming off the waterfalls was, I mean, iced water. I mean, it wasn't frozen, but it was icy cold. Two minutes in the cold bath, 20 minutes in the hot bath, three times through. Brothers, it was paradise. A perfect finish for an amazing hike. All right. Now, as I mentioned last week, awareness is the first phase that all new students who enroll in the academy go through. And as you may know, the academy is designed like a university. It's designed like an institution of higher learning. Currently, there is a freshman curriculum right? The first year curriculum, which is called the 1.0 Cognitive Mastery Program. And then there is a sophomore curriculum that's called the 2.0 Energy Mechanics Program. These programs don't actually take a full year, but just in an analogy, just in a correlation, you can consider them to be basic and advanced. All new students are enrolled in the 1.0 Cognitive Mastery Program, which 
Again, like a university is broken into three phases like trimesters. There's the 101 awareness, which I'm going to talk to you about today. There's the 102 detachment, and then there's 103 observation. Upon completing 103 observation, students are automatically enrolled in the 2.0 energy mechanics program and begin the 201 course, right? The second year sophomore or advanced courses. Now today, like I said, I'm going to talk about and introduce that 101 awareness. What is awareness? People say awareness. They use this word all the time. It's become kind of a buzzword in our culture. And as I mentioned last week, awareness is the first step of waking up or exiting the matrix. It's the first step of self-knowledge. If you remember from the first Matrix movie, when Neo took the red pill, he was taken to a room and sat in a chair. He started to trip out, right? And Morpheus asked, have you ever had a dream, Neo, that you were so sure was real? What if you were unable to wake from that dream? How would you know the difference between the dream world and the real world? Now, what Morpheus is saying here is that the world we live in is a dream. It is an illusion. We, as the human collective, right? And I say we, I mean our species, are so sure that the dream we live in is real. We are so certain about our certainty that we resist anything that brings instability to the illusion. We would rather be locked in a familiar illusion than experience the unfamiliarity of enlightenment. The problem with the current concept of waking up, right? The problem with the current concept of this woke culture, which is another buzzword happening in our, at least in the United States these days, is that it actually isn't awake at all. There's nothing awake about woke culture. Awareness or waking up is not confined to social inequality or being informed in a political or cultural sense. That kind of awareness is nothing more than a part of the emerging mind, which oscillates back and forth and currently oscillating into a self-sacrificing paradigm of a global community. It is just more conditioning. It's just a part of the mind going through its phases of development that the mind must go through on its path to freedom. Now, the awareness that I teach and I'm talking about is this momentous leap into a radically different way of viewing yourself and the world. It is similar to Neo being swallowed up by the silver mirror and awakening in a new reality, a reality that is more real than the illusion or the dream that we experience through the mind. In order to explain the cognitive mastery program as it exists in the three-phase 101, 102, 103 curriculum of awareness, detachment, and observation, I first want to describe, using an analogy, the purpose and function of the mind. Brothers, humans are a differentiated being. We're differentiated on several levels and in several ways. One of the ways we are differentiated is in how we are three in one. We are spirit or energy. We are mind, both conscious and unconscious, and we are body or form. We exist as all three and in separation, which is a part of the cause of the human suffering because we are meant to be one, but we experience life as three. Now, the spiritual body or energy body is immutable. We come into this world as humans with an energy body that's like a fingerprint. It's completely unique to ourselves. It's blessed with perfection by the creator of all, and it's unchanging throughout the human experience. The physical body is our cellular form. It is the body that we know and love. <laughs> At least, ideally, we love our bodies, right? Some of us don't love our bodies. And, and you know, ideally, we love the body that we have. We love the vehicle that we're given. 
It grows, it learns, it adapts, and eventually it dies and decays. And this is the cycle of the realm of matter and density. It's the blessing of entropy. This cycle ensures that we will all return to the source of oneness from which we came. Now, the mind, however, is a tricky thing, brothers. It is a part of us, but it is impersonal. The energy body is personal. It belongs to the individual and transmits the nature of who we are. The cellular body is also personal. It belongs to the individual and it's operating as the vehicle in order for us to have a human experience. The mind is neither. It is not personal. It is an oculus. It is an eye that looks but doesn't see. Imagine the mind to be a tunnel between the spirit and the body. Imagine it to be a doorway or a hallway between the realm of sound and vibration, which is the spiritual realm of energy, and the realm of matter and density, which is the physical realm of form. Now, through this mind or tunnel or doorway, there is a two-way looking. The mind looks inward at the true self. It looks inward at the spirit or the energy body, and it looks outward at the world, at the world of form and at the physical body. When Mary asked the master, Lord, does he or she who sees the vision perceive it through the soul or the spirit? What she is asking the master is, how do we experience the truth? Is it through the soul, the animated mortal body, or through the spirit, the immortal energy that is always connected to the source? And the master replied to Mary. He said, one perceives through neither the soul nor the spirit, but by mind which mediates between both. Visions are mental. Now let me be clear in what is being revealed here. The truth is not mental. The truth is spiritual. However, the truth can only be perceived through the mind because that is the tunnel between the truth of the spirit and the movement of the form. What the master revealed to Mary was the purpose and the power of the mind. It is here for us to perceive the truth that is emanating from within, our true self, our alpha state, our spirit body, our energy mechanics. Now, if you can imagine your perfect energy body on one side of this tunnel and your mortal physical body, as well as all of what we can know as creation on the other side of this tunnel, then you are beginning to understand what exists at the heart of nature. All humans are transmitting their personal, perfect, unique truth from their spirit through the tunnel of the mind and into their physical form. When this tunnel is clear, it is filled with pure light. It is the clear mind that perceives the inner truth and allows that inner light to shine upon the world. This is enlightenment. Now, here is what happens instead, brothers. We are born into this world with a clear mind, a pure mind, an unconditioned mind, a mind with no judgment, no comparison, no condemnation, no evaluation, a tunnel of pure light. And over time, this mind begins to assimilate. It begins to learn, to discern, to judge, to separate. It begins to take on the stories of the world, the stories of the culture, the stories of the community, the stories of the nation, the stories of the religion, the stories of the family, and so on. This is the conditioning. As the mind begins to fill itself with stories, the tunnel gets filled up. It gets filled up with rocks, with sediment, with refuse, with debris, with barriers that block the light of truth from passing from the spirit to the form. And for most humans, this tunnel is nearly completely blocked 
except for a few crevices that allow a glimpse of the light of truth to penetrate from time to time. Brothers, the Academy is a school of self-knowledge. Come if you want to be better with women. Come if you want to create more wealth. Come if you want to improve your health. Come if you want amazing relationships. Come if you want to understand fear and confidence and love. Come if you want to live the life of your dreams. Come if you want to let go of the traumas of the past. But hear me when I tell you that all I will offer you is the truth. All I will offer you is a path to discover your true self, your inner truth. And by doing that, you will be set free of all your wants because you will know who you truly are. And when you are no longer wanting from a place of lack, you will receive everything from the abundant universe of oneness and love. This is what is meant by, for to everyone who has will more be given and he will have abundance. But from him who has not, even what he has will be taken away. The meaning of what is had and has not is the truth. This is the truth. When you know your true self, you will live in enlightenment and abundance. When you do not know your true self, you will live in illusion and suffering, and lack will be your only experience. What you have will also be taken away. So, now that I've explained the mind, let's get into the class. Let's talk about the episode 101, Awareness. Awareness is the recognition that you have a mind, you have a tunnel, an oculus, full of debris that is blocking you from knowing the truth. Awareness is a process. It is simple and not easy. I begin my students with the introduction of the universal truth and the separation of circumstances from thoughts. Now, as I said, brothers, as a process, awareness is simple, but it is not easy. It is to be aware of your judgments, your prejudices, your likes and dislikes, your discernment, your constant and incessant thinking. When you see something, that seeing is the outcome of your comparison, condemnation, judgment, evaluation, and separation. When you read something, you are judging, you are criticizing, you are condemning or approving. And hear me. When I say that even when you approve of something, even when you say, I like something, you're still judging it. It is still something good or positive to you. To be aware is to see in each moment as it unfolds, the whole process of judging, of evaluating, comparing all the conclusions you draw, the conformity, the accepting of some things, the denial of others. The only thing we are taught and all we understand as humans is the mental process of evaluating. And that evaluation is the outcome of our conditioning. It's the outcome of our background, of our culture, of our environment, of our religious, moral, and educational influences. All of this is a result of our memory, memory of the conditioned not-self with all of the labels that go along with it, all the labels of identity that give us a groundedness and entrench us in the illusion of our conditioning. For example, I am an American or an Ecuadorian or a Mexican or a Chinese. I'm a Buddhist or a Christian or a Muslim or an atheist. I'm a liberal or a conservative or a libertarian or a socialist, whatever the case may be. And all of this not-self-identity that takes us into the world and we attach to it and we make it seem like who we are, it is only the false self. It is only the memories, the family, the property, the qualities and characteristics. And this false self is what is looking, judging, and evaluating all the time. This is the not-self that most of us are familiar with, and when we are aware of this not-self, 
we mistake that for awareness. Being aware of our personal illusion, of our personal identities, of cultural injustices, and so on, is not the same thing as being aware of the totality of conditioning. I am talking about and teaching a different kind of awareness, an awareness without all the conditioning from the past through the mind. I'm talking about looking without condemnation or affirmation, just to observe the movement of the mind without judging, without evaluating, without a subjective declaration of good or bad. The awareness that arises from the not-self, which is the awareness of evaluation and judgment, the awareness of subjectivity and thinking, will always create duality. This is the contrast and conflict of opposites, the realm of mind and the not-self, and the great opposite that always causes suffering, the one duality that any human who has this awareness, not of their conditioning, but through their conditioning, is the opposite between that which is and that which should be. In this kind of awareness, there is judgment, and of course there's fear. There's comparison, there's evaluation, identification, condemnation, affirmation, validation, and so on. This kind of awareness, brothers, is no awareness at all. It is a false awareness because it is an awareness of a false self and creates a conflict between the observer and the observed, between what I am and what I think I should be. This is not what you learn at the academy. The awareness you develop in the academy is an awareness without the process of thought, of judgment, of condemnation, of criticizing. You learn to look at the self allowing the thoughts and not condemning or judging or criticizing or evaluating or subjectifying. Now, as I said, this is not an easy process, of course. It's actually quite a difficult first step because since we were little babies and children, we've been taught to discriminate. We've been taught to like or dislike, to condemn or approve. And of course, in this process of condemnation and approval, there is suffering. There's frustration. There's fear. There's bitterness. There's anxiety, and anxiety itself is the process of the mental awareness field. Anxiety is a byproduct of duality. Now, the trick is to not not disapprove or condemn, right? I'm gonna, did you see that? I'm going to say that again. The trick is to not, to try not to approve or condemn, because the moment the mind says, I shouldn't condemn, it is already caught in the process of condemnation of itself, which is still condemnation. It is still a judgment. So without effort, without a force of trying, the process of developing this kind of awareness is just to watch the mind and all its movement, all its activity, and to observe 103, 103, class 103 observation, to observe the thoughts themselves in the mirror of relationship, relationship with things, with people, and with ideas. This kind of silent awareness does not create a disconnect from the world. It does not lead to an aloofness or a stoicism or some icy intellectualism. On the contrary, my friend, it is the first step in learning, growing, and loving all relationships. Relationships with people, relationships with things, and relationships with yourself. To truly understand something or someone, there must be no condemnation, right? Now, I think this is obvious, but this is not what we're taught. In order for us to understand each other and love each other, there must be no comparison to the other. And as I said, this seems like common sense, but all that we're taught and believe that understanding comes through a comparison. So we multiply our comparisons. We think that in order to understand someone or something, we must compare it to someone or something else, right? You guys know this. In order to understand happiness, I must compare it to sadness. 
In order to understand what is right, I must compare it to what I think is wrong. In order to understand someone, I must compare them to myself and my own experiences. Our education system is comparative, and our entire moral, religious, political, economical, and social structure is to compare and to condemn. Now, what you begin to learn when you enter the academy is the awareness of the whole process of thought, the movement of the mind, and the ending of it. (laughs) And I'm going to stop right there, brothers, because I'm getting ahead of myself. I've already mentioned a little bit of observation. I've already mentioned a little bit of the 103 course. And you can see how passionate I am about this. I'm talking about the freedom of the mind and the emancipation of truth that lives within you. To begin, we start with simple awareness. Imagine your mind is like a house with many rooms. I've already told you about the mind being a tunnel or a doorway, and that's more of how it actually is. That's more of the realism. That's more of the enlightenment. This is an analogy, the analogy that your mind is like a house. And since you've been born, this house has had no lights. It's had no electricity. It is a dark house. You cannot see your way through the house. You know the house because you've lived in it your whole life. However, you've never seen the inside of it. It's like a blind man living in the house of darkness. And throughout your life, you've accumulated things and stuff and placed it in various rooms within the house. Now, the things and stuff in this analogy are beliefs, their thoughts, their judgments, their stories. They're the totality of the conditioning. They're the memory. The superficial thoughts, the evaluations, the judgments, the stories, and so on. These are the big pieces of furniture in the living room, in the dining room, in the kitchen, and so on. This is the thoughts, the conscious thoughts that you are probably already aware of as your false identity. However, brother, there are other rooms in this house. There are rooms that you never enter. You just take a belief and throw it in this room, maybe throw it into a closet, and you never look at it again. It wields its way into your subconscious and it settles in, creating a result in your life through the universal truth. So you have conscious thoughts. You have the furniture you bump into as you navigate through the dark house. And you have subconscious thoughts, the rooms full of junk that you never pay attention to, the closets and storage rooms that just accumulate debris and garbage. I am going to address the difference between the conscious mind and the unconscious mind in another podcast episode. For now, there are conscious thoughts and subconscious thoughts, which is dramatically different than the conscious mind and the unconscious mind. Now, awareness, the first phase on the path of self-knowledge, is like Turning on the lights in the house, it's as if you slowly begin to see, first through candlelight, then a flashlight, then dim lamps in various corners of the house, then fully wired electricity, and finally, the bright light that emanates from our monostar, the sun. Now, it seems easy, no? All we got to do is turn on the lights, coach. Turn on the lights and it's easy. All of a sudden, I have awareness, (laughs) right? Does it seem easy to you, brother? Nothing could be more difficult. In addition to that, this is only the first step. This is class 101. This is awareness. We haven't even begun class 102, detachment, or class 103, observation yet. The path of self-knowledge is not for the fool. It's not for the capricious man. It takes a serious, dedicated man who is determined to discover himself. It takes a spiritual warrior, a man who seeks what is beyond what is seen. I began the alpha male coach methodology teaching only awareness, and I've seen the results of this alone in my students. Now, make no mistake, even in the academy, under the guidance of coaches, awareness can take time. I've had students enrolled in course 101 for months, some nearly a year, 
depending on how slowly the lights turn on and how much debris is in the storage rooms, the closets, the subconscious parts of the mind. Okay, brothers, here's what you can do right now to begin your journey of self-knowledge. This is the first step. This is the first step of a 10,000-mile journey. This is where all academy students begin, and it is something you can do on your own every day. I still do this every day. Every single day. I write a lot, actually. Between my journals, my mind management work, which is what I'm about to instruct you guys on, and my structuring of philosophy and methodology, I probably write nearly 20 pages a day with a pen and paper. I go through pens and moleskin notebooks like most people go through toilet paper, brother. I mean, it's it's outrageous. Since I travel all the time and I have long-term tenants in my houses, I keep some of my things at my dad's and my brother's homes, and it's basically just a stack of notebooks that I filled since I was a personal trainer recording my workouts and meal plans. <laughs> and anyway, I'm getting a little bit off topic because I want to describe to you this first step, my friends. Take a piece of paper and a pen and begin. This is called the thought download. It is the tool to start separating the stories in your mind from circumstance level one, which are the stories that all humans agree with. Now, there's several layers of circumstance, but I want you to know that in circumstance level one, it's just a story. It's still a story. It's just a story that we all agree to, right? It's a story that every human being, whether I had 100, 1,000, 10,000, or a million people in a room, they would all say, yes, this is true. You will begin your awareness development here. This is the fundamentals. This is class 101. You choose a circumstance that has been triggered, that has triggered a story, belief, or thought in your mind. And it can be anything. Specific C1s are, my boss said, blah, 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 right? A specific circumstance level one would be something like that. Because if everybody, if we had a recording of what your boss said, if we were in the room with your boss and we recorded him, then it doesn't matter how many people I play that recording back for. They would all verify that, yes, your boss said, blah, 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 right? Like that's what he said. So that makes it a very specific circumstance level one, a very specific story that all humans would agree to. And it is specific because it is an event in time. Broad C1s, broad circumstance ones, are like money or my net worth or time. These are stories we all agree to. Money is a story that we all agree to. Net worth is a story we all agree to. Time is a story we all agree to. But you can get specific with your broad C1s. So instead of using money or net worth or time as a circumstance, you can use $10,000 instead of money. And then you can do a thought download on that. What do you think about $10,000? It's a lot of money. It's a little bit of money. I can buy this with it. I can do that with it. It's important. It's not important. It's safety and so on. Or instead of using net worth as a C1, you can use the actual amount of your net worth, the actual figure. Or instead of time, you could use one hour, one minute, one day, more specific. You don't have to get specific. However, it helps with the process of awareness if you can be as specific as possible. Next, Write down all your thoughts having to do with that circumstance. You can write in paragraph form in a flow, or you can list them out one at a time. I prefer the latter. I prefer bullet points. I bullet point my thoughts, brothers. I list them out one at a time. For me, it helps to see what I am thinking in a list so I can go back and review them and choose the ones that feel stronger to me. And this is another tool that I will get into on another podcast episode. Now, as you write, just let the pen go. Let your mind go. Open yourself up to discovering thoughts that you might not be conscious of. Those thoughts that are hidden in one of those storage rooms or closets, you know, those those subconscious thoughts. And don't censor yourself. 
Don't let your mind jump in and say, oh, no, 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 don't write that. Don't write that. Don't put that on paper. Just write it. Just write it down, brother. Fill up the page if you can. Close your eyes if you get stuck. If when your hand stops moving, and I promise you, the moment you close your eyes, your mind will engage. And then start writing again. Write and write and write. Give yourself five minutes to start. Then try for 10 minutes. Then go for 20 minutes. Keep writing. Keep writing for as long as you can, like, a, like an enema for the mind. You just want to get it all out. Brothers, turning on the lights in the room, having lights in the house, what most people do, what most people want to do is just flip the lights back off. They just want to go back to the illusion. They want to go back to being unconscious. Don't do that. Keep writing. Trust this process. Trust yourself. Be the diligent, focused, serious, spiritual warrior. Because the more you write, the more you will gain a deeper access to the rocks, the sediments, the refuse, the garbage, the debris, and all the items blocking your tunnel, your mind. This is only for you to see what is happening in your mind, to see all of the conditioning that's been built up over your lifetime. That's all you're doing right now. You're just turning on the lights. That's it. You're just looking. Just keep the lights on and look around you. Awareness is seeing what is blocking your mind from knowing the truth. Look at the stuff. Look at the garbage. Look at the pizza box that you've thrown into the storage room. Look at the old pair of shoes that you don't wear anymore that are hanging over the back of the couch. Just look and see all of these stories that are preventing you from knowing who you are. We don't start to remove these things. We don't remove the rocks, the barriers, the garbage, the debris. We don't start cleaning out the closets and the rooms until class 102, which is detachment. Remember, brothers, this is only the first step. You will see results immediately. However, don't let your mind hijack your awareness. Keep doing the thought downloads every single day, even when you see the results of your efforts, because there is so much more to come. The path of enlightenment, of self-knowledge, requires a diligent and serious man. Seriousness in your journey, brother, not necessarily in your expression. <laughs> I'm not saying that you should never smile. I'm not asserting that you should never laugh, my brother. All right, my friends, that is what I have for you today. Next week, I will introduce 102, which is detachment, the second class of the Cognitive Mastery Program, which is the 1.0 Fundamentals of the Academy. Until next week, my brothers, elevate your alpha. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Alpha Male Coach Podcast. If you enjoy what you've heard and want even more, sign up for Unleash Your Alpha, your guide to shifting to the alpha mindset at thealphamalecoach.com slash unleash. Unleash.